When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Woke up this morning into my car to start my day. First stop is my buyer, who six months ago walked away. When I arrive, he treats me like a commodity. Give me a speck on his inner connect, he wants price and delivery. And if we're over $20, he tells me this business we're gonna lose. He's got a singing that old, don't know value. Welcome, everybody, to the Value Clarity Podcast, where we talk about customer value and we focus on pointing everybody in your company either at customer perceived value or at the door. I'm Mark Boundy, your host, and today I am thrilled to have Scott Jordan, uh, founder and CEO of Scotty Vest. Scott, welcome. Thanks, Mark. Been looking forward to it. Yeah, you know, you've been, uh, you, you're the CEO, but you're the chief pocket scientist uh, at Scotty Vest. And so tell us a little bit more about kind of the or- origin of Scotty Vest uh, for those of you who aren't, fam- for those of our listeners who aren't familiar with it. We started Scotty Vest 20 years ago to solve a, a problem. Clothing had horrible pockets that weren't really designed for the gadgets that people were carrying. And uh, after looking at the marketplace and and, and trying to you know use the either a fanny pack or a fisherman's vest or a man purse, you know, I decided there's got to be a better way. So my wife and I, you know, formed Scotty Vest, and little did we know at the time, 20 years ago, we were the very first clothing company to start on the internet. Uh, at that time, people thought clothing would not do well on the internet because of the sizing and trying on and. And uh, just randomly said, yeah, let's try this internet thing out. And 20 years later, here we are with a full line of clothing well beyond the original Scotty vest or the vest. We make pants, hats, shirts, jackets, you know, even underwear and for men and women, a full line of clothing. Cool. Well, so my bias, my, my whole reason for existing is understanding that it's not about your products and not about what you sell. It's about what your customers buy. So um, do you consider yourself a, a garment company, a clothing company, a travel company, a pocket company, um, you know, a better way to travel company or something else? You know, a, a company that solves problems and gives people peace of mind. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but whenever I travel and that could be a trip, to China or a trip to the grocery store. I'm always concerned about the things that I want to have on me and where I have them and how I, how I carry them. So, um, you know, at its core, we're a clothing company. I mean, it takes the form of a clothing company, but all of our products incorporate this system of, you know, very cleverly designed hidden pockets. They, they offer you the security to know that you're going to have the thing with you that you want, and it's not going to fall out easily. No one can easily pickpocket you, and, and it's that sense of security 
more than anything else is what I think we sell. Now, we, we don't market that necessarily. It, it, it's hard to do that. We've struggled with that. But that, that is what any of our customers will experience. And, and it's, a, it's highest and best use when traveling, for sure. Um, if you're sitting at home during the pandemic wearing your pajamas, you, know, you don't need a Scotty vest. You, you need it when you leave your door you know, and, and you want to carry a few items with you. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, in looking at your website, uh, it's really hard to say, yeah, we're not a clothing company. We're a security and we're a travel company. Uh, I love what you've done on the website by calling out pocket science and the, the pocket is an underappreciated feature. It's, um, it's an after, and you've you've said it. It's an afterthought for a lot of companies, but um, it's the it's this it's the secret advantage, right? Uh, it's it's what makes well, a people clothing. Twenty years later, no one has really tried to design more and better pockets in their clothing. I mean, it, and it's fairly simplistic, right? candidly. You know, um, you know, it's putting a lip on a pocket so that when you bend over, you know, things don't fall out. Um, it's it, it, you know, a variety of other simple you know tools, but you know, it, most clothing designers are so hyper focused on the fabric, the color, the look. You know, the pockets are truly an afterthought. It was only fairly recently that people started designing clothing with a, a sufficient iPhone or phone pocket and, and, and sufficient, sufficient, yeah, sufficient is a term of art, I think. You know, uh, I've, I've seen um, some of the uh, exercise clothes uh, saying we've got yoga pants that has a pocket as, as if that's, that's the big deal. Now you can go outside in your yoga pants with your phone. <laughs> and um, I, I, it's, it's counterintuitive and it's obvious, but here you are, you've made a, a life uh, for 20 years, a corporate life for 20 years out of the, the functional obviousness of, and this beautiful, simple, elegant solution of pocket. You ever see the movie Steve Martin, The Jerk? Yes. With the, the thing on the nose, uh, the, the glasses for, 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 you know, to take your glasses on and off with a, a little bridge and became a multi-gazillionaire and then lost it all. And, you know, uh, I kind of sometimes feel that I'm not the jerk or Steve Martin, but I just took a simple idea and made it better. And, and I am the one person on this earth that knows more about pockets than anyone else in the world. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, um, and knowing more about pockets as simple as they are, but the subtle beauty of it. And I kind of sometimes feel the same way. You know, I uh, my whole book and my practice is about understanding customer value. And we all think we know about value. And and uh, people see the summary of the book and they say, yeah, oh, thank you. You reminded me of some really obvious stuff. But you know what? Um, the reason your company exists is to create more value for your customers than it costs you to deliver. Now, let me ask you this. How many of the dashboards that are on your corporate CEO dashboard have to do 
with the value you've created your in your customer's mind. If that's Zero. the reason, if it's your company, the reason your company exists and you're not measuring it, is it was it really as obvious as you thought? I don't have a dashboard. Good for you. Um, the, the CEOs that do have a dashboard that do pay attention to certain numbers, none of their numbers have anything to do with the value they've created for customers. That's or, right. Or, or maybe they've got a net promoter score. Hard, it's really hard to measure that. I mean, in my case, you know, you know, I, I look at a lot of data and, and it really started looking over the last year or so at, at, at a lot more data from customers. Namely, I, I am involved with every single defective product complaint, every single one I have to approve and get involved in to make sure the wording is right, understand what the problem was. They're often related to a zipper. You make clothing with, in some cases, 42 pockets, you know, 42 zippers. The one thing that's going to break is the zipper, you know, so, yeah. you know, and, and involved with that communication. I also read every single review that we get, you know, and those those are real good touch points for me to see the best and the worst about our customer experience and, and to be able to measure back. There was a period of time I, I, I didn't look at those things. And, and, you know, I relied on other people to do so. And that was a big mistake. So I think, you know, looking at the biggest, the times that customers would complain or, or praise and complain, if you keep your, your thumb on those things, you can get a really good sense as to what's going on. You know, Scott, uh, you're, you're underselling how important that is. Um, oh, I know, no, no, it's extraordinary. Yeah. No, don't get, it's it's really important. I mean that I spend a good part of my day reading every live chat transcript, you know, to make sure the communication to our customers yeah. is good. And I often insert myself in in them to the customer, saying, "No, the information that you got wasn't one hundred percent correct. Here's the right information." You know, there's a variety of other levels that I, I take now. That, you know, it's not really scalable but it's important. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I think it's supremely important. Maybe it's, maybe it's not scalable, but um, you started out that last comment with saying it's really hard to measure, but here's what I do. You know what? Tough that it's not, that it's hard to measure. I, I think the courage for a leader is understanding um, the, the difference between easy to measure and important. Um, what matters isn't always easy to measure. Uh, there's a famous old quote, far better an approximate answer to the right question than the precise answer to the wrong question, which we can always, we can always make the wrong question more precise. Uh, but you are gleaning from all of those customer interactions and all those com defective complaint reports, um, you're pulling out what's important. And it takes your practiced eye right now to pull that out but you're looking at the right, absolutely the right things and um, trying to figure out. And right now you're struggling. It sounds like you're struggling with the fact that it can't scale, but there's so you ask me during the holidays how, how, how I'm doing, but um, <laughs> and you know if we if we intend to scale. Yeah, you know, I used to have this philosophy that a consumer brand had a had a had to grow or die. There was no in between, you know, and, um, you know, it may be the case for other consumer brands. Um, 
but I, I, I'm settling into a comfort level that I'd rather do everything really well and, 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 and make a reasonable profit, you know, than to feel that in order for the brand to, to, to succeed, it had to be a hundred million dollar brand just because it could. And it's, and therefore if it could, it should, you know, I think I've wasted, you know, a good decade, uh, if not more of Scotty Vest looking at what other consumer clothing brands were doing and watching their trajectory and saying, well, damn it, mine should be higher and better. I mean, you know, Hell, Cardhart made construction clothing cool. I, you know, there's nothing interesting about that. You know, why can't, you know, pocket clothing be, you know, uh, on the tip of everyone's tongue? Because I, I, I can solve more problems than most. You know, um, I was just kind of giggling at myself because uh, I often tell my clients, you know, your mom said, complete this sentence from your mom, just because you can doesn't mean you <laughs> and, and it's, it's that's very true in, in growth in business in delivering value to your customers um in developing products just because you can doesn't mean you should and understanding that you are a pocket company you're making lives better through the wise introduction and development and deployment of pockets in travel clothing and you know what that that's a noble calling, believe it or not. It's an, it is a, <laughs> I don't know if I would call it a noble calling, but it's you know a, what? Uh, you're making people's lives better. No, I, I am. And, and you know what? I that's look, noble. No, no, it's true. You know, I, I've encountered several um, people that are handicapped uh, in one way or another. And um, they find our products to be extraordinarily helpful to them. You know, um, whether it be, um, you know, type two diabetes, uh, you know, people who have to carry around a whole bunch of stuff that their life depends on, or people who have the bags that enable them to, I, I forgot to uh, go to the bathroom and, you know, yep. I, there's a name for that, uh, you know, and, and a variety of others. My wife just recently um, tore her Achilles and, and, and being able to carry things around, you know, became really a high priority. For, yeah. So someone literally came up to me once in a restaurant. I remember like the day was yesterday. I was with Jeff, uh, by the way, and um, in New York. And and he came up and interrupted my dinner and said, I hope you don't mind, but I just wanted to tell you, you've given me dignity, you know, in enabling me to go out comfortably and securely and, 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 and have this functionality. And, and literally, I, you know, there's not a lot of jobs that, you know, that I've changed people's lives forever in that capacity. And we also sell to the, you know, special ops and secret service. And, you know, there's a whole other range of, of opportunities where, you know, pockets are really essential. But. Yeah. So uh, I'll go back to stop selling yourself short by saying, yes, it is a noble calling. Um, I don't know. It, and that, when you view it through the, that lens, I agree completely. And um, so how has the world changed with um, the advent of limited travel and with the advent of wireless earbuds? Okay. Um, the limited travel has been really difficult for us. I mean, you know, over the past couple of years, I mean, if you're not like, like I said, if you're not out and about, you know, you don't need a Scotty vest. And, you know, it, it, in fact, you know, it, it, it's silly 
to have a, something with 22 pockets and sit in your house. So, you know, but I, I, I know the travel is going to come back and, and, you know, and, and it has a little bit and who knows, hopefully it'll fully come back. And, you know, that's when people converse when you're on a trip, you're meeting new people and, and, and you're talking about how, how you, what your travel hack is. So it's been really hard. I, you know, we, we've survived, you know, we found out where break even was and, um, <laughs> you know, and, and we found ways to, to really excel. And, you know, we found also that during the holiday period, people, despite the fact they, they may or may not be traveling, they're always looking for innovative gifts. And so, you know, we had successful years despite the downturn in travel. So the, the, the wiring, that's a, that's a great question. Um, we're, for your listeners, we started with this concept of, uh, of patenting the incorporation of wires and clothing and branding it as a separate company as technology-enabled clothing. And we have this uh, conduit system inside our, our, our products that enables you to, to route your wires in a fashion that controls them. Um, and um, uh, we have a patent and license it to all the major uh, clothing companies um, that you know of and went on Shark Tank and pitched it. And, um, you know, the fact of the matter is uh, that is less and less relevant um, since most people, number one, are using Bluetooth for headsets. Um, although the primary function for me really for that wiring system was not necessarily the headset so much as the power. Yeah. Um, to attach a battery in one pocket and a cord through the inner lining into another pocket. So, so your phone was always charging. I'm finding now that the phones are, are, are batteries are sufficient to get through a day that that is not as needed. So the whole personal area network, the basis of which the company was formed 20 years ago is less and less. And I, I I'm going to call it almost irrelevant. I, I would suspect that most of my customers are not using the personal area network at all for anything. And, and we're, there are internal discussions about removing that feature from the products. It's, it's so, the cost is so minor, you know, um, you know, per product. So that we're probably going to leave it in for another year or two until we, you know, decide it's not needed at all. So, um, but that was never, frankly, I don't think that was ever a big selling point. I think I got hung up when I first started Scotty Best years ago, 20 years ago, almost to the day, uh, um, uh, that I felt that unless you had something patentable, intellectual property, that, that you, could, you shouldn't start a business. I mean, I think the perception is don't start a, 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 a product business unless you truly are, are, are being truly innovative. At the time, I didn't realize that the innovation was the pockets and the design of the pockets. And, and I thought, okay, the innovation is the controlling the wires. And, 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 and I don't even think from the beginning of time that you know, more than five or 10% of the people over the years, even at inception when people were using wires would even use the wiring system at all, but they really appreciated the pockets. And it took me time to figure that out. I mean, I think if you looked at on the Wayback Machine of my website, you would find every reference to my product, the patent pending Scotty vest, the you know, patented. I was so scared of someone oh, ripping. Series <laughs> chiming in. I was so scared of someone ripping off my idea 
you know, it didn't occur to me that my idea was really selling something that wasn't really necessarily protectable, you know, it, it, namely, you know, a design of a pocket, you know, um, so I don't know, did that answer your question? Well, it, it kind of does. Um, I, I'm uh, working on this book about mediocrity and corporate life. And one of the uh, sayings uh, that, that we kind of laugh about is that the corporate belief that anything worth doing is worth overcomplicating. <laughs> and um, sometimes it, sometimes a lot of times it isn't. Uh, sometimes we get so into our own navel that um, we want to overcomplicate things. And you're right. The simple thing is the innovative use of pockets and getting people out of their own way into thinking, you know, women's clothes, they take pockets out because they don't want to ruin the line. And by making the one, they, they sacrifice a line at the altar of functionality and usability. And quite frankly, asking somebody to live their life as slave to their clothing rather than the other way around. Well, I, I agree, although I, I want to emphasize that um, although it may appear simple to, to most folks and, and I presented it simple, you know, there is nothing uh, not complicated about the design of every single pocket that we, we, we do. Um, you know, what I'm wearing right now is a simple Q-zip with a, a single pocket that you on my chest. Um, the the measurement of this pocket, the dimensions, the angle, the fact that it doesn't rub against me uncomfortably, uh, you know, against my nipple, you know, the, the, you and that I have to scale it against you know seven different sizes, even though across from extra small to triple X large, you're still carrying the same size device but you've got that much more fabric to work with. And the fact that you know, the measurements are extreme and the amount of thought that goes into it is extreme. So I do overcomplicate the simple idea of the pocket, but I, 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 I iterate and test, oh, if you bend down 10 degrees, you're fine. But on the, you know, you bend down, you know, uh, to pick up something from the floor and that's a full 45 or 60 degree bend. Will you be able to do that without something falling out? So I can talk on pocket science for forever and a day, but um, what well, you see, yeah. And, products for us to design. And, so, and that, yeah, that's the intellectual property. That's the trade secret, the, the, the secret sauce that, matters to your customers and and you decided the stuff that was patent protectable the the wire routing um made less difference so i think you've got a proprietary position with your deep knowledge of of pocket science and you've you've got a community of users uh, i've talked with kara golden and some other people that said i i didn't realize it at the time but my user community is my secret weapon I don't think we've tapped into that nearly as well as we, we, we intend to and should. We've, we were ahead of the, the game on the whole social media and blogging. I mean, you can go back 18 years ago and see me, you know, uh, inserting myself into various you know, blogs at the time and, um, and really tapping into our user community and, uh, you know, live streaming my days. And, you know, I, I think that um, one of the things I intend to do is really, you know, come back to that and tap into that much more so moving forward. Um, yeah, I think, 
I think, you know, uh, I'm talking to who all am I, have I, have I talked to? I've talked to Kara Golden. I've talked to the founder of the world's largest uh, adult swim app. So uh, it's a swim app that goes on the Apple Watch uh, for you to manage your workout. Um, and he, it's sold to adult swimmers because younger swimmers have a coach, but adult swimmers need a coach in your pocket. Um, and he suddenly found out during COVID that uh, swimming pools closed. And so he needed dry land workouts. So he started doing everything on the internet. And he suddenly discovered that, hey, my user community is my secret weapon. Um, and so I, I think we're starting to learn, a lot of consumer brands are starting to learn that 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 user community and the, the conversation with them and what you learn from them versus what they get from you um, is co-creating your business moving forward. Sorry about the beeping going back, but you're, you're absolutely right uh, uh, about that. And that's why I love the feedback from my customers. Another thing I learned, we, we recently opened up a retail store in our building here and and I, it's it, the interaction with the actual end user customer um, is invaluable. You know, fortunately or unfortunately, we you know, given our location and the like, we don't get a ton of interruptions and customers coming in. But anytime we do, it's almost as if that moment that you're you're at a trade show, you know, and the first customer comes up and just starts raving about your product. You know, and or the first customer comes in and doesn't know anything about your product and you get to show it to them and you get to see what resonates and then go back to your, your day. It's, it, it's really energizing, um, you know. Uh, that, yeah, no, that's it's very cool. I think um, it's 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 the version of the conversation you had with Jeff where that person came up to you in a restaurant. But. Uh, having that conversation more automatically and, you know, uh, less intrusively on a dinner, but um, having that conversation over and over in the course of your business rather than not in the course of your meal. Um, exactly. <laughs> we, we, we're doing something fun here. We're doing honor systems shopping. You know, my door is wide open in the store right now. And even when we leave the building and let customers come and go as they see fit and um, using technology, I'll, I'll correspond with them, you know, when I'm on a hike saying, you know, if you see something you like, you know, just put it on the table and put your phone number on it. And we'll coordinate a, a transaction. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it, people seem to really love it. That's pretty cool. Where is that located? So in Sun Valley, Idaho. Okay. Very neat. A pretty safe community. Yeah. But, but, uh, you know, but um, people come, you know, the wrong people come to every town in, in the country, but having that, I think, um, creates, I think that creates a, a corporate persona. Yeah. Um, you, I, I mean, trust my customers. I, you know, no, it's, it's true. Yeah. So uh, on your website, you talk about your four values, innovation, authentic, or authenticity, customer service, and quality. How central are those as operating principles? Central enough for me to put them on my website, um, but you know, I, you know, I I don't give a, a great deal of thought to them individually beyond uh, hoping that they resonate to someone trying to make a purchase. To be yeah. candid, you know, um, you know, the, the core of what we want to do is develop great 
great clothing for a good value and, and, and great customer service that goes along with it, um, with the only clothing in the world that offers pocket science. I, yeah, I, I, I love what you're doing. And um, it's fun to, to talk with you about how you do it and uh, what you value and how you want to take that business forward. Any, anything that we forgot to talk about before we close it up? Um, I you know we covered a lot. I it would encourage people to check out the website, scottyvest.com. It's also on Amazon, which I had avoided for years and now fully embracing. Um, you yeah. know, um, I think we covered a lot. Oh, if they want to reach out to me, my email is scott at scottyvest. Yeah. And um, Scotty Vest is Scott letter E Vest, not I E, but Scott that's e right. Vest. That's right. Scottyvest.com. Great. Scott, thank you for spending some time. I really appreciate it. And thanks everybody for joining us on this episode of the Value Clarity Podcast, where we remind you that value only exists in your customer's mind, which means that business, sales, and marketing is a lot more like brain surgery than you might've thought. Thanks and have a high value day. Thanks. Well, it ain't easy, cause value's in your buyer's brain. If you're selling on only your features, you're gonna drive both of you insane. And if you ignore your customers' outcomes, you're bound to be paying your dues, cause you'll be singing those old, don't know value. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.